Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, Today we're going to talk about renting versus buying. And we have three questions that you may want to ask yourself if you are trying to make a decision between whether or not to continue renting or buy your first home. Yeah. And there's probably more than three questions, but we're just going to keep it to three for for time here. So the first question would be like, how long do you plan on living or staying in the same place? Second question we're going to go through today is assessing your financial situation. So to make sure you're in a position to to do one or the other. And then the third time is when's a good time to buy or is it a good time to purchase a house? Perfect. Okay. Let's start with the first one, which uh, we're kind of talking mobility and what that looks like in your personal life. Yeah. So there's a lot of different train of thoughts, I think. I mean, I think the the internet and most people would say you want to stay in a place for three to five years if you're going to purchase it, right? Because we need time. Real estate agents are expensive. Fees are expensive. So if you're going to buy and sell right away, um, you might actually lose money if you go too fast. So general rule, three to five years. What do you think? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I tell my clients when they're buying. Like okay. plan on staying three years. And from there, you should at least break even. And that's in a, a pretty stable market. I think, I mean, right now you could sell in a year and make money, but yeah. we don't really like to promise any of our clients too much. So three to five years is a really good time frame there. Yeah, for sure. So this is the first house that you've had here. Yeah. So I uh, bought this house. I'm going into my fourth year on my first house. And when I purchased, the market was a lot softer and a little bit easier for buyers. So now we're in a really strong seller's market. I obviously keep track of how um, my house is doing in the current sure, market yeah. because I think we just job. all <laughs> real estate agents know that yep. right away. But I would say just in four years, I probably have eighty to ninety thousand dollars in equity yep. in my home, and I haven't done a whole lot of of updates. That's just what our market has done for this particular area. So that that might be an extreme, but it's it's definitely equity every year and appreciation alone. Yeah. I think when my my story of my first house anyways, pretty planned. I mean, that's kind of the story of my life. I kind of have a, a agenda and stick to it. And so that agenda was a three-year time period is what I did. Um, and then there was a, a government program that actually gave me $8,000 tax credits if I stayed three years. So I literally sold my first house. I think it closed three years and one day after I purchased it. So I could capitalize on that credit. And then I used that equity to help kind of snowball into to putting 20% down on my next house. So Kind of a you know a similar story. Stay a little bit, plan to be there for a little bit, make some improvements, and then hopefully it'll get you in a position to to move on and have some good equity for the the next next house. Yeah, and when we talk about appreciation, I think that when I'm when I'm running numbers and I'm being super conservative, I'll say three percent a year on appreciation. In our area, I feel like we've probably seen more like five to eight over the past 10 years. Sure. Whereas right now in a really strong market, we're looking at 12 to 18 in our area. So it really just depends on the market still. But conservatively, yeah. you should be able to appreciate 3% yeah. each year. In 2021, in Rapid City, we saw an 18% increase. So that's not a normal market. That's not something we are seeing. You maybe even have a friend that's bought and sold within nine months and they've done all right, but that's not, that's not historically correct. So we don't want to encourage that. No. And don't, don't base your home buying on the fact that you could make money yeah. in a year because not that is not yeah. what it's about. Yep. It is about a little bit longer term investment and then building that wealth so that in three to five years, you take that money and you yep. buy the next big house. Yeah. Or yeah, a lot of different things. So the second question we're kind of jumping to would be assessing your financial situation. 
kind of dive into that. What, what does that mean to, to you, Holly? What do you what do you think about when you hear that? So I would say your financial situation is a matter of, do you have a stable job? Do you feel comfortable that that job's going to be around for a while? Um, and do you, are you good at saving? Do you have a savings account? What sure. does that look like? Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, of course, I'd want someone to be very stable before I'd sell them a house or before I'd buy a house as well. Um, obviously, you need money, some money for down payments, for some fees, maybe fixes, things like that. So I'd want to have, you know, myself or a client to have some some money in the bank to to do some of those things as well. So I think that's that's important. And then some things when you're renting, you know, when you're renting, you don't have to make any repairs, right? You don't have to make... Um, your utilities actually are probably less expensive typically if you're in an apartment as opposed to a house anyways, because it's just smaller. You're getting some benefits of the shared space, shared walls and things like that. So you want to have a little bit extra money in your budget for, you know, additional utilities and, and costs there as well, I think. Yeah. And and sometimes you're going into an older home versus a newer apartment if you're if you're budgeting that way. Yeah. And really the only way to know where you're at on whether you can afford to buy a home is to talk to a lender because they're going to give you, hey, here's what you're approved up to. But more importantly, they're going to tell you, here's what your monthly payment is. That includes your your principal, your interest, your taxes, and your insurance. So that's all lumped into one mortgage payment. Sure. And that might help you decide whether renting versus buying makes sense if those numbers are can be relatively close to each other. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And then another thing too is with rent, renting, you're kind of all inclusive when it comes to that. So what you're paying for rent does really include your repairs and your taxes and insurance or your, I should say your landlord's taxes and insurance, but that's all included in that one payment. You don't have to really have any emergency funds for something that might go wrong. Uh, Whereas with the house, it's all you. Yeah. So some things that I've coached some of my first time home buyers on is a home warranty. There's some home warranty companies out there. Uh, There's some good ones and there's some bad ones, but I've actually used my home warranty when I first bought my house. It's a 1940s house and I didn't have a huge savings account. So if my 40 year old furnace went out or my 20 year old water heater went out, it's a huge deal, right? Yeah. Huge deal. It could be $4,000, you know, right out of my pocket or on a credit card or something that I just really didn't want to have to afford. So I paid, I think, something like $500 for a home warranty, and that's for a whole year. Yeah. And actually, that first year, I ended up using it for a new garage door opener, because mine went out. It was a really old garage door That's a super random way to use that, but I, I like know. it. I know. And then also, uh, a fan on my furnace went out, one in the middle of winter, of course, yeah. and they were there working on that furnace for hours, and I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, if I'm paying an hourly fee, that's really expensive. Sure. Plus, then they repaired the fan. My home warranty did cover that. And then I've also gotten a new garbage disposal out of it. So Hmm. you've used it. I've used it and I've kept it. And there's actually some insurance companies that have a warranty type thing on their insurance policies, too. So there is some ways to get peace of mind when it comes to some of the old utilities. And then that helps make that affordability a little bit easier. Yeah. And I think to kind of wrap that around, I think the reason assessing your financial situation is so important to me is I'm pretty sure i can't be certain but like you said i think i've purchased houses in foreclosure 
that have been put into foreclosure because of a sewer line collapse. So you definitely want to make sure you're in the right position financially before moving forward, because you don't, what's the point if you're going to lose the house? Like then you, you would rent. I mean, there's no, no doubt in my mind at that point, if you can't handle that or you can't have a warranty in place um, or some of those, you know, positives going forward, then yeah. it might not be the right decision to purchase a house. Totally agree. And, and it helps if you are somebody that, you know, like, I have family members that are super handy and then I have some friends that can help me with some stuff and I learned to handle some stuff. I'll tell you that I've learned a lot on YouTube um, for how to fix a few things around my own house. So I don't have to pay somebody $100 an hour to come over and do that type of stuff. So that helps too. And maybe even just gives you more confidence to be able to do some of that stuff. And then another thing on the affordability is the down payment. Um, I think a lot of people think still in their minds that you have to have 20% down to purchase a home and that's just not reality. Sure. And there is, depending on what state you live in, we're in South Dakota. So South Dakota has a down payment assistance program for first time home buyers. And they even have one for repeat home buyers, which will give you your three to 5% down, which is all you really need to buy a house. Yeah. Um, I know when I bought mine, there was a like a lift program. Um, we have a program too through NeighborWorks, and they will they'll give you your down payment assistance. And what it is is it it looks like a second mortgage on your house, but it just sits as a silent second, which just means that you make no payments on it. It has no interest. If you sell the house or you pay it off, then you pay off that second mortgage, which could be yeah. you know five to ten thousand dollars. But it got you into the house. And if you're selling your house, you should have that equity to easily pay back Absolutely. Um, yeah. at closing. And it, it's really just straight out of your your equity. Yeah. I was talking to a, a guy yesterday or two days ago in Menards, and he was telling me he's renting a one-bedroom apartment. Um, it's a nice apartment. He kind of described it, 900 square feet. He's paying $1,500 a month. So you know, when I look at that, I think $1,500 a month seems like a lot, but that's, that is our market. You know, to rent that also, he had to put down a $1,500 a month or $1,500 down payment for deposit. security deposit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at that, there is still purchasing a house maybe takes money, but renting it does as well. You have to put down that money. Um, so there is kind of a, a piece there to consider when you're you're bouncing back and forth with that. Yeah. And I'll just quick tag onto that because if yeah. you have pets, it's costing you even more to rent sure. and it's probably really difficult. I know that a lot of people with dogs and cats have yeah. more troubles finding yeah. that rental. And if they do find that rental, they may be paying more of a premium. Whereas if you buy a house, you get to make those decisions on your own. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you think is a good time to to purchase a house? When? When or what what factors maybe are important oh, to you when, sure. when you're like you're ready to make that decision? What? So for me, when I made that decision, it was really that... I talked to a lender because I really had no idea if I could even buy it on my own. Yeah. And after I got some numbers back and some information on how I'm going to run with a down payment and all of that, I felt more confident. And And I think that's just the, the main where you got to start. You got to start with a lender, yeah. see what those numbers look like, and then how much home can you afford? And then what does that look like? Because if you're looking at you know a lower price on that home, the house might need more repairs than you're prepared for. Sure. So I think it's just a factor of a lot of things, but there's a, I think it's a quote or I don't know what you'd call it, but when's the best time to plant a tree? Like 15 years ago, right? right. Like you hear that? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with home ownership. I mean, it's one of those things that 
uh, if you look over time with equity build and inflation or whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, down the road, I don't know anyone that's ever been mad that they bought a house 10 years down the road because of the the value and everything is there. And sense of ownership, the pride in, in that American dream or whatever you want to call it um, is, is there as well. So I think sometimes it's initially hard to make that jump and maybe it's not right if you're going to move, change jobs, want to experience the world. But if you've moved through those portions of your life, um, it certainly, certainly seems like a pretty financially responsible option. Right, which kind of touches on our right. question three, right? Yeah. So is this a good time to buy? Um, it's a tough buyer's market right now, and I think it's that way all over the United States, but that doesn't mean that it's impossible to buy. It's a little tougher, and we have to get a little bit more creative. But I will tell you, we thought we had a hard market last year, and I've got buyers that I'm still working with that were afraid to jump in last year, and now they're really wishing they had jumped in last sure. year yeah. because you don't know what's going to happen in three months or six months. And so is it a good time to buy? I would say the answer is always yes, because you should. the, the amount of equity that those people that did buy last year are seeing just up until this year is huge. Yeah. And they probably wouldn't, weren't even looking at that. They were just looking at you know, market yeah. prices. I think everyone looks at, or a lot of people look at real estate agents to have like the crystal ball. What's going to happen in the future? Is the market going to crash? Like all that stuff. I mean, we don't know, right? We have facts and, and understanding where we're at, but at the end of the day, we don't know. And it's it's such a personal decision. But I think, you know, trusted agent, good data, good lender will help you make that that decision that's right for you if it's if it's renting or, or not. Um yeah, there's some pros and cons to it too, of course. I mean, we can go through that if if you want to or Yeah, let's talk pros and cons of buying a home. Okay. So uh some pros there is that you could typically get more space. Uh if you're looking at a home versus an apartment and you get more freedom to do what you want. I know when I was renting, it was really tough for me to not go in and do some updates to make it my own. And I had to call the landlord to be able to paint. And that's really all I did though, because I didn't want to put any more money into it than that because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to take it with me when I left. Yeah. Even hanging a picture on the wall, like you don't want to damage the wall because you want to get your deposit back. So you right. you hesitate sometimes. Which... Yep. Yep. Um, I guess most of the pros uh, in our world really is that equity, building yeah. that equity and having something to take with you when you leave. Yeah. I think that's the number one piece. And we've seen that. Anyone out there has seen that very clearly in the last three years and obviously throughout history. But um, yeah, equity is huge. It's the single biggest, if you want to call it savings account, I think for the American people. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge deal. It's a huge bill in wealth creation and just um, moving forward and, and having something when, when the day is done and you're done with work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, how about cons on buying a home? I mean, there's programs out there like you discussed about the closing costs, but I think it has to be mentioned because maybe not everyone knows about them or is going to qualify and there's still our costs. So I think that's a, a, a something, maybe the number one, just because it could possibly disqualify someone from, from being able to, to purchase a house. Uh, obviously, there's maintenance. You know, we have to go through and fix things in an apartment and car. How It doesn't matter. Like things are going to break naturally yeah. or if you're rough on them. And so sometimes there's a there's a monetary piece of that, like, oh, I've got to spend money on a water heater. But there's also a stress component to that that I think people, oh, sure. um, you don't know it until you're there of like, this is scary. Like it's zero degrees out and my furnace doesn't work. What mm-hmm. am I going to do? Um, so, I mean, that's that's a con because if you're renting, 
you just call someone, right? And yeah. if if you're if you own the house, you just call someone as well. But you just there's more unknowns, there's more costs that you might have to interpret and, and understand, and just don't know until it's over, possibly. Totally, and you don't want to put that off because that's we've been through enough houses yeah. that we've seen people put off a, a roof leak and it turns into a way bigger problem. So it is, you know, something that those, a lot of those maintenance things have to be addressed right away. And if you're not financially prepared or know somebody that can help you navigate that, then it's then yeah. then you're actually losing money in the long run on that house if you're not For keeping sure. it maintained. Yeah. Um, another con I would say is that there's fluctuating property taxes and insurance. And sometimes that could um, increase more in a year than you're totally prepared for. And that can happen with rent, right? Because you're sure. kind of eating that for the landlord's taxes and insurance that went up. But yeah. just to understand that it's it's not a set set payment. So I think you have to be prepared for that too. Yeah. The last one I kind of have on there is just the flexibility piece. I know we've touched on it before, but it's a con because there's expenses and you could say hassle with buying and selling a house over a short period of time. Um, and it's just something to consider. Like if you truly are going to move within a year, I would have a very hard time of recommending that on the finance, buying a house as being a financially wise decision. Yeah. I would say if you plan on leaving the area within three years, it's probably risky. It's just a risk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can yep. gauge it, but it's, it's there for sure. Totally. So how about pros and cons on renting? So I think the the biggest pros, I mean, we just kind of came off of that, but yeah. the, the biggest pros, it's it maybe the opposite of, of the <laughs> other side, but the mobility. So you can move, you can test areas. If Typically, if you're younger and you're moving up like a corporate ladder, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, my story a little bit. So I connect with that, but you move. You have to move to get a different job to to go up there and buying and selling a house might not make sense if you're moving, again, the time piece very fast. Um, so that'd be a pro on the renting side is you have the ability to just one year and out right. um, with, with limited Ending expenses. Ending a lease is a lot easier than selling a house. Yeah, you just walk sure. away, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy. Um, the landlord expenses, again, we kind of talked about on the opposite side of the owning, but the landlord pays if that water heater breaks. They pay if they do that furnace, if the stove goes out, the fridge goes out, like all of those things that could cost hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, the landlords, it's included in your lease typically. So that's a big pro is you just know within that given lease period, how much you're going to pay every month. And there's not going to be a fluctuation on that. Mm -hmm. Um I've got some cons too. I don't know if you, do you have any more pros you want to add to that? No, I think that we've touched those. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The cons, I mean, the biggest con, and I'm, I'll probably shout this from Riptoffs forever, but just the equity build piece is a huge deal. So I am a landlord. So I see this very clearly. Um, I've seen my houses go up in price and honestly, the, the renters are paying for that. They're paying for my mortgage and then I'm getting the benefits of that. So Equity is such an important part of any any like person's wealth and just building their future. It, it's huge. I mean, it's just huge. Well, that's just exactly it because you can put your money in the stock market. You can put your money in real estate. How You can put your money in a savings account. You can put it on your mattress. Those all have different percentages of um, return. And from what we've seen over the past X amount of years, which is a decent amount of years, is that even appreciation alone is um, exceeding some stock market sure. increases. Yeah. So it's an investment. Yeah. Just yeah. like anything else. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's totally, uh, yeah, I agree with that for sure. We talked about the customizing of space. So on your own, you know, on a, a, 
apartment or a house that you're renting, you can't you can't touch anything without the fear of having to pay for it. So um, I think that's a pretty huge con. And the last one I have on here is rents could go up and, and they will go up. It's not a could, it's just, it's going to happen. So that's a pretty big one on, on renting as well. If you buy your house, you do have some fluctuations, but most of the time people get a 30 year fixed loan. So your mortgage is going to be relatively the same from year one to year four to year 20. It's going to adjust for insurance, but not much. In our local market, we've seen rents increase 20 to 30% in the last year. And that's not controllable if you're if you're renting. So that's a pretty huge, it's not normal, it's not typical necessarily, but it's a huge factor that that we're seeing loud and clear right now with with being a negative to renting. Perfect. Okay, well, we'll wrap this up. I hope that this helped some of you kind of get off the fence even just on on whether you want to stay in your rental or you you want to look at buying. And I would say that your first step uh, is to talk to a loan officer. And we have some great ones that we love working with. So don't be afraid to reach out and we would love to help any way we can. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. We hope this episode sparked some curiosity or grew your confidence to make your next move in the real estate world. Reach out to us with questions or for tangible steps you can take to get started. We would love for you to rate this podcast and share it with a friend. Our contact info and social media links are in the show notes. Make it a great week.